don't be afraid of technology. Use it to help be more effective. If you don't know how to use it, find someone who does. When I have learned how to use it well, it has been of absolute benefit. And I love the fact when it works together with me making smart decisions, knowing what I'm about, knowing where I want to go so that it is taking me to where I want to go, not it taking me. Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale. And these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch or two or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us. Here we are back on one of my favorite times of the week and I'm back in my office in Queensland and Noosa and I'm excited about today's Global Human Intelligence podcast recording and I'm excited because I think there's so much to catch you up on in a conversation here on this podcast. And just for those that may have only just found this podcast, this particular one is a little bit of a reflection on what was said in the last podcast and the conversation that I had. Well, for me, this is the conversation that I had with Kelly. And I get to share some of my deeper thoughts around that, some of the insights that I got from it. But then it's also going, how do we, now that we know that, now that we know some of those things, how do we actually put that into play? What do we do with that knowledge, that awareness that we gain from some of those insights, if you so choose to do, right? Because none of this is me telling you that you have to do something, but it's giving choice to whether or not you want to make a decision. And, you know, for anyone that's been following this for a while, you know, every decision, this is what I believe, that every decision you make has an impact. It's just whether or not you're going to make that impact, one that adds value to the human race or takes away from. And of course, if you wanted a sustainable solution, if you wanted a sustainable answer, a decision at the table that is going to be beneficial not just to you but to others and across the global space, then how about making decisions that are going to add value to the human race? So that's why we deep dive into the thoughts and conversations that come up on this podcast and maybe those that have happened during or throughout the week and the thoughts that I have from that. This is just us having a conversation around that and thinking, what can we do with that? Because I think, you know, even in today's society, there is starting to be the need or the want 
to have a new conversation. And I get excited about that concept because, yes, I've been harping on for a while here on this podcast around the need for a new conversation. But it's what do you do with that conversation now you're having it? Where do you take it? And it's interesting because I was at an event in California with some of our clients and, you know, there was feedback at the end of it. What is it that you love about what I do or who I am? And one of the common threads amongst the feedback was you ask the right questions but the deep questions and sometimes that's in your face. And I get it that sometimes I'm asking questions that are uncomfortable, that maybe make you squirm a little. But the common thread from that feedback was you ask the best questions that make us go deep and have to face it, but you do it with love. And I think that's the thing that I love is coming out from my work is yes, I do ask the questions and I, it is confronting at times and they are really in your face a lot of the times that others won't ask those questions or you yourself won't even. We've talked about this a lot about how you need to give yourself. You've already got permission, but you've got to give yourself permission to maybe ask those questions, maybe go that deep, maybe even have a conversation like we have here. So today's conversation is no different to that. And I think that's the thing that, yes, I'm known for asking questions and asking the right questions that go straight to the point. And there's something around that. I don't know about you, but I feel like I messed around a lot for a long time as a young girl because I didn't know any better. It's not, you know, I'm not going, oh, I wish I couldn't have done that. It was part of the learning ground. And then I think about it as I grew up a little more and whether it was in the workplace or in business, I had to learn some of those, those lessons that sometimes it takes a bit of time to learn. And sometimes when you've got to push beyond where you're at right now and it takes a little while to get through that and to get out the other side. That's what these conversations are around. So I hope that not only do you enjoy today's conversation and you share it with someone that may this may be really beneficial for, that you go back and listen to some of the other conversations. There is so many droplets of wisdom throughout this podcast. I have at least two podcasts at the time of this recording. And I really love this podcast. The Decision Table is a different podcast and it's got its own reasons and that is to role model that I believe that every conversation we have, we can learn from. And that means it doesn't matter if they're in the same industry, it doesn't matter if they're of the same beliefs, it doesn't matter if you value the same things in life. I think that when you bring different distinctions to the table, there's a different perspective and maybe there's something you can learn from it. And that's what that podcast is about. So there's a different reason to why that exists. But this podcast is to go deeper, is to push beyond and ask those questions that maybe aren't being asked in other places. And this is an insight into my brain. And 
yes, the feedback was you think really differently and you're really smart, but you go to places that sometimes we don't always understand where you're at. And you know, that's okay if you don't understand everything that I say, if you don't get everything that I say. But one of the things I do try to do here on this podcast is pull apart what I'm thinking. And you kind of come on that journey with me and that process with me. So sometimes my my thoughts are, are vast, are everywhere. But then I do try to pull it in if you stick with the podcast until the end. And then I just give the real few few sort of things to really make sure that you've got from the podcast. And then, you know, there's always ways in which you can put it into your daily life. If you choose, if you think that what you've learned from this could be really beneficial for building out your ecosystem. Talking about building out ecosystems, this last, oh, I think just the last few weeks, has been so intense and I've noticed my, do you look at these sort of patterns? I've noticed that my sleeping has got less and just more interrupted. And that's because I haven't been able to, I've been working so much in the last little while and so much has sort of sped forward that sometimes the processing of it, I'm not getting done in the daytime and then I carry that through my sleep. And so I know this next week, I don't want to take on any new things right this week. I want to start working through the next steps for everything that I need to do and follow up on those things that needing to be actioned now or last week because I didn't get a chance to and I've got to get onto it. I know when I do things like that, that I can play in so many different areas but I need to be able to process it, put it in a place and know when I need that information or action on that, that something is in process or about to be processed or in a system so I don't forget that and it will be done. So I know that will help with my sleep going forward. And the other thing is being having been on the road a lot in the last little while, even though I've kept strict to, to my eating, there's been a few things that have come through and it's never going to be the same when you're eating at a restaurant versus knowing what you're putting into your food in the kitchen. So I know those things are helpful for me to keep sleeping well and my health at my peak performance level, which in my case is important. Because, and I believe anyone that wants to play at a bigger level wants to think the smartest that you can and pioneer in ways that push you beyond sometimes what you think is your capacity, that you have to have a pull of energy to pull from, a pull of refueling that you've put in to pull from, and some things that will, you know, make sure that you do this journey well. So, you know, and I've talked about this in in past podcasts of times and seasons where it's been more of a struggle and how I've got through those. So, you know, if don't think that it's all a bit of roses and that everything I'm talking about is positive on here. It's the journey and the journey is sometimes we've got to be prepared for those tough times because they come. And 
you know, it's been beautiful in some ways to be able to travel and take some time out from from the craziness of that continuous on the desk, at the desk, and get away from it. And, you know, that's been a great thing to see and connect with other amazing humans in the US was just a beautiful opportunity to to really go and I think, you know, be inspired, aspire to other things because you're listening and learning. And then also getting feedback for some of the things that you've been working on because you're actually out there putting it out there. And the feedback has been phenomenal. You know, there's... As we continue over the next little while, you're going to hear so much around the 1% movement. Like this is the thing that I'm so excited about. And this is that whole thing around how you can be the 1%, know what your 1% shift is so that you can partner up with others that are willing to do their 1%. Because we know isolation is something that is pulling people away from. And when you know how to partner up and collaborate, There's a force of smart people and smart things coming together that work towards the same thing. And if we make decisions that add value and there's more people doing that, that actually shifts the way culture is being done now to being able to really take on a new approach that is going to be beneficial for the human race going forward. So I'm excited because there's so much over the next little while. I think I blew away Michelle, who's on my team, with the whole what has come up, what has been happening in the last week. And although she's a little scared, she's excited because there's so much unfolding. So over the next little while, I will be letting some of those cats out of the bag. That's such a weird saying, right? And I'm not really a cat person. I've become very much a doggy mummy. So I'm loving being home in taking out the dogs and going for big walks. And what I'm loving about the, the puppies that are almost six months, not quite, still five months, five and a half months, they are listening more and the hard work that you put into them is starting to pay off as both dogs from the same litter, so siblings, are starting to be those well-behaved dogs that you dream about. But, you know, when they're in the puppy stage, you wonder if it's ever going to happen. And I think that's the exciting thing about some of these, the work that is going to be unfolding over the next little while is work that I've been working on really solidly, solidly behind the scenes. And it's starting to pay off. And I could have continued the way I was going and it would have been okay, but this, this I'm excited about. This, there is so much room to expand and grow on and to take a lot of people on the journey with me and with the team and hopefully you. So keep keep listening to the Global Human Intelligence Podcast because over time you will be able to, you know, check out a lot more of what we're doing with it. One thing I would say is if you haven't gone to it, go to the 1%movement.com. See what we're starting to do there. And if you haven't put your 1% shift on the wall of humanity, 
You'll see it. Then go do it and become a part of the 1% movement as we continue to grow it. All right. Like I said, we're going to go through that so much faster. So one of the things I just said there was that is a really key point and something that if you'd listened to the podcast with Kelly, which by the way, I really love. I love it because I know her and I love it because she's in a sector of industry, which as a female, she has had to or has found a lot of struggle and not just a female. She identifies as a black female. She's from the UK, lives in Australia. And by the way, she's one of my friends and a really good friend and someone I wanted to share with you because I knew that there would be insights within the podcast that I know because I'm a great friend of hers that I get to hear about, but I wanted you to be able to hear. And I love also the fact that she's in an industry that we don't see a lot of females in, and that is technology. So she has a piece of technology and she is, you know, in a sector where it's not the norm necessarily to be female. And if you are, it's definitely not of when you're of color or when you're younger and everyone else looks a little different to her at the table, which is really difficult, by the way, not just in growing what she's doing, but when she's at the investor's table looking for investment or partnerships. And it's interesting how many of those, and she talks about it within it and we talk about it, where people go back into their biases and the conditionings of the old approach. And we have to, somewhere along the line, for there to be space at the table, save for someone like Kelly, that we have a new approach to it. And this is not, oh, here she goes on about the new approach. It is absolutely so important or you will lose amazing people like Kelly at the table. And unfortunately, and I do think it's unfortunate because she's got such skills and it's so needed that she's doing coaching and not that that's a bad thing, but I think that it frustrates me that she has to even go down that route because there's lots of coaches out there not necessarily doing what she does because of her knowledge. So you're really lucky if you get coached with her or want to be coached with her because she's now doing it. But I think if it wasn't so tough, she wouldn't be doing it and she'd be out there smashing it with her piece of technology that helps so many amazing clients. Anyway, one of the things that I did take from it and one of the things that I think is really important that we don't lose sight of, and that is this fear that technology is taking over. Technology has been around for a while. Technology is being advanced. We just had a conversation yesterday with a good friend of ours who is also a client of ours as well. And the use of VCR, VCR or whatever it's called, you know, those headsets and running meetings and teaching and training through that. And maybe that's the next big thing that is out there. 
And maybe we need to embrace that to be able to take it on. So there's always the next level of. But what I think, and something that is really important and something Kelly and I spoke about, which was technology doesn't take one humanity still needs to use their brain. And you know that. I'm always talking about smart humans making smart decisions. It's why, for me, the secret advantage to you knowing what to do is knowing how to exercise and master the muscle of human intelligence. Now, you can listen to many of the podcasts that have, especially of the ones that are the reflections of other podcasts that I do on my own on here. I talk about the muscle of human intelligence a lot. And there's a reason to that because I think we're in society where it is so easy just to copy others and just to do it like everyone else and then get the same result and get frustrated with that, Get wonder why you're going around in circles chasing your tail. I don't know about you, but I don't have a tail, so I don't know why I said that either. Cat's out of the bag chasing your tail. Who knows why and where those two things came from in my brain today. But anyway, focus. Back to, <laughs> I don't know why it's such a, such a thing that we have to even think about the fact that we have to use our brain. I think it's maybe laziness. The human can be lazy at times. I don't know. Do you fall into that? Do you fall into the that it's hard to get up and, and get out there and exercise. I love my morning walks with the dogs. And in fact, sometimes when I'm frustrated with life or my brain is on overload, that walk becomes a really long walk. It's because I love being outdoors. I love seeing the outdoors. I love watching as the day sun, you know, the sun rises on the day. I love the fresh air that you get from the morning walk. I love taking the dogs out. Exercise for me is not a hard thing. It's a, it's, it's a non-negotiable because the movement helps with my brain. The movement helps physically for me if I'm frustrated. And I need to get that frustration out because sometimes I don't have it in words. And so when I sweat it out, push beyond, have a little bit of adrenaline going, I get to get some of that frustration, anger. I don't know what it is. I don't feel angry, but maybe that's what it is. That's what some people say frustration is. I don't know if I agree with that, but whatever it is, maybe it's worrisome, worrisome, being worrisome, having worry. <laughs> maybe it's getting those moments out of me. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come? then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, 
I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two, the next growth incubator cycle. Three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. So exercise isn't a hard thing, but I know, and maybe this is you. Do you struggle to get to the gym? Do you struggle to go outside for a walk? Do you struggle to actually exercise? And if so, then I get it. I do get it that it can be tough to want to use your brain and easier to follow others or to do it like everyone else because there's the role model for you. It's almost like the framework that you can just slip into and get happening. I get it. But I also think if you don't want the same things at the table that have happened for so long, and you want things to be different, and you actually want to be adding to the solution, not the problem, then the importance of you being able to think for yourself, to really know how to innovate something different, and pioneer even what's not being done, then you need to be able to exercise the muscle of human intelligence. And I think the thing that came out of it was, yes, technology is advancing, But us as a human race, there's a real need for you. Yes, you're part of the human race to keep advancing too, to exercise that muscle. And what are you doing on a daily basis that makes sure that this is a non-negotiable? One of the things I've put back in place is I'm setting time apart to read books and I'm really choosing books of many different varieties. I'm going to just find my books for a second because they're just over here. So it's going to make a funny noise. Don't judge. I just want to get them because I want to give you an idea of some of the books, right, that I'm reading at the moment. And I'm not one of these people who read a book from cover to cover, you know, from the front to the back And then I move to the next one. I actually, depending on the day and depends what I feel like reading, if I feel like more intense, then I will pull out one of those books. If I want a more visual one, then I'll pull something out. If I want a book that's talking about a particular topic because I'm thinking about things like that, then I'll read that one. So I've got quite a few books on the go at the moment. So here's some ideas of what I'm reading, right? Just because I think it's interesting, right? what other people are learning from. So I'm reading at the moment, Lead from the Outside. It's by Stacey Abrams and it's about how to build your future and make real change. And 
she's in the, it's around leadership, but she's been in the political space. She talks about the LGBTQ community and how to make change within, you know, where society is and in some of these fields. Another book that I'm reading at the moment is called Balancing Acts, Unleashing the Power of Creativity in Your Life and Work by Daniel Lamar, maybe. But you know, the Circus du Soleil, and it's around concepts learned through that. And I want to be more creative and innovative in what I'm doing. So I don't want to just learn about leadership. I want to learn about other ways in which I can bring creativity and design and, and innovative thinking into my work. And then I'm reading a book around Happy at Any Cost, The Revolutionary Vision and Fatal Quest of Zappos CEO, Tony Heish, by Christine Grin and Catherine Sauer. I don't know. I'm not very good at names or words. I'm dyslexic. So disclaimer to any way that I may pronounce really incorrectly. But I want to learn around the lessons from someone who was very smart, ran a company, but had a lot of challenges and then made silly decisions sometimes along the way. I don't want to make those silly decisions. I don't want to waste my time doing the mistakes that maybe someone else has learned from. So that becomes a really important book. And then the other one that I've got is Design a Better Business. New Tools, Skills and Mindset for Strategy and Innovation. Written by Patrick Van Der Fil, Pil, Jill, I don't know. Justin Lockheeds and Lisa, man, I'm killing those names right now. Lisa K. Solomon. And it's a very visual book. And every, anyone that knows me knows that I love patterns and drawing and pulling things out. So I always like to see what others are doing in that way and make sure that my brain's not confusing people but helping to simplify it. And sometimes the way someone else might say it might be a better way for you to understand what I'm trying to say and I try and relate it to it. So the reason I'm doing that and the reason I wanted to say, you can see all those books are different and actually I've got some magazines on my my thing, Harvard Business Review, I've got Entrepreneur, I've got Financial Review. I'm reading and learning from many, many different sort of avenues. Why do I do that? Because I need to keep evolving. I need to keep mastering the muscle of human intelligence. Because here's the thing, we need to not fear technology. We need to use technology. We need to know how to have it using and working with us, not against us. And for us to do that, we need to continue to be smart and to learn and to evolve. That's why I think it's really important to educate and to be able to evolve. And evolve means what do I take from what I've just learned that I'm going to keep putting into practice and maybe do it a different way? And what am I going to leave behind because that no longer serves me or you? I wonder if you did that right now. You just asked those two questions. What am I doing right now in business, in my physical, 
in my spiritual or purpose in life, my vision for my life, in my workplace, my business, my profession? What am I doing? The two questions. What am I doing that is working, that I need to keep doing, or that I've just learned and I need to now put in place? And what am I doing that isn't serving me, not adding value, that I need to leave behind? Learn from, but leave behind. I wonder if you did that, if that alone would help you to make smarter decisions. Because what the problem is when you take on things and you continue to do it, even though it's not serving you, it makes the whole process of making decisions harder, confusing, overwhelming, you procrastinate, and you miss out on opportunities. You're unable to make a decision, which by the time you do, those that may have wanted to partner with you are not there anymore. So I'd love you to take a time. Take a time. <laughs> Good English, Karen. It's early in the morning, by the way, here. I just wanted to get this done. My brain is still forming. No coffee yet. And I just wanted to get this so that you've got it. And I didn't want to miss out on this opportunity to have a conversation with you. So no coffee. Haven't been for the walk with the dogs yet. Taking them out, but I haven't done that yet. And that means my brain, although awake and ready and wanting, <laughs> maybe doesn't formulate some of the things that I might have formulated if I'd had those things. Anyway, I know. Why did she say that? I think because I don't want this just to be me talking at. I want this to be me talking with and me having a conversation. Because if we were having a conversation, we would have these moments where I divert off and I tell you a little story or I let you in on a secret of what's happening or, I, you know, I see a squirrel. Although, hey, anyone that... It's in Australia, knows we don't see squirrels. I do see kangaroos a lot though. And I love seeing them. Kangaroos and wallabies. And that's the fun thing of where I live right now. Anyway, technology doesn't need to overtake humanity if humans are willing to be smart. And I think that's a really good point. And what are you doing to make sure that you're always evolving? And I think that going on some of the things that we were talking about in the podcast, Kelly and I, that this is a sustainable solution, right? Is when we can work with technology, not against, you know, and I've talked about this a lot with autistic children in my house. One of the biggest lessons I learned was I was always hitting my head against the wall when I was trying to fight against and I thought that every battle I had to win. And what I learned was there's some battles that aren't really battles. It's just maybe inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. What do I mean by that? So here's an example. For anyone that knows, a couple of children in my house wash their hands crazily. We go through, no word of a lie, 
hand wash. Like I wish I had shares in it, honestly, because we go through hand wash so, so much. I mean, we're lucky to have a bottle of hand wash at the end of the day. That's how much my children wash their hands. They can spend literally hours in the bathroom if you added it all up throughout the day, washing their hands. Now, I could lose the plot over that. One, there's water and they're using excess water and I don't like waste. Two, I don't like waste again. They use so much soap and we never have any left. Okay. And three, when they're using the water, it's not just water in the sink. It's water on the counter. It's everywhere, right down to the floor. Now, I can let that upset me. I can let that frustrate me and go, oh, my goodness, this is such a big problem and just be going on and on about it. Or I can say, out of all the problems, the concerns in life, is this ruining my life? Is this, you know, going to be something that I should be spending my hours doing? Or is there a better place in which I can focus on? And I think that's when you go, how do you do it in a way that it can work for them and for you? What if you did that in some of the decisions you've got to make? And you thought about those decisions and you go, what do I need to do today? That although something else is frustrating me, if I focus in on the other thing, how can I make that work for me, not against me? And that takes away friction and gives you effortless flow, which is important, by the way, especially if you want to make quick decisions, decisions and move on from them and not let things like that stop you think about it for a second if you were to do that right with some of the decisions you've got to make that maybe you felt just so much friction or angst or worry or concern from if you were just to go hey how can I make this work for me not against me could you move on from that could that not stop you now could that give you effortless flow? Reality is that whole concept has helped me and clients over the years. And where I've had trouble, oh my goodness, I know what it's like to be a germaphobic. I used to be like that. But I think in my case, it was less about the fact that I thought everything was dirty. Although I have to say maybe there's a little tendency of that. And it was more a control thing. There was so much out of control that I was trying to control something that I thought I could control. And when I've learned strategies to go, how, will, how can I make... So here's an example. And I think about this a lot because it comes up in stories when my husband and I are talking with other people and he'll go, when I met Carrie Murray, she had her house spotless. She had, like, she was crazily 
like sterile, had everything sterilized. That's what he used to say. It was like hospital sterilization when I'd walk into her house. And at the front door, there was a sign saying, remove your shoes, because I didn't want the shoes inside. I didn't want the dirt from the outside to come in the inside. Then I'd have to clean it again. Now, I was pretty intense about it. I liked a clean environment. Don't judge. <laughs> no, I'm just stirring. But I did like a clean environment. And I liked it because it made me feel peaceful, made me feel like I could do what I needed to do, knowing that everything was in order. What I learned over time was I could spend my time whinging, picking up after him and the family, or I could enjoy my time with him and the family and go and do things. And that has served me well, evolving in that way. There's still frustration at times, but what I learned to do was this, and that was ensure that I had spaces that I keep clean and I can go to those when I really need to. And that has meant that I don't bug him about cleaning up after himself all the time. I don't do the same with the children. And now I can literally get on with my life and I'm not vacuuming my floor three times a day because that's what I was doing at one stage. Okay, I can feel the judgment. Let's move on from that. Oh, I can hear the dogs barking too. Let me just stop them for a second. Okay, so those dogs are now settled again. So let's get this in. We've got a few minutes left of the podcast and I want to just make sure that I'm driving home some of the things that I really wanted to make sure we pulled out of this particular conversation. All right, so one of the things I do want to remind you of is, you know, one of the things we talked about is technology and knowing that when you're smart humans, you're able to use technology for you. And I think one of the other things that come out from that that not only are you able to use it for you, not against you, and actually it's way more beneficial and efficient to be able to use that, is it's motivation when you're able to use the data to motivate the movement. And, you know, when I talk about movement, I mean moving the dial forward, right? Like being able to shift from where you are to where you want to go and what the outcome is that you want to bring. And so the data helps massively for you to be able to do that and be able to make decisions really well. It's one of the reasons that I'm really prioritize being able to measure something and then having data that we can use that is helping us to be more effective. Not data that we get lost in and bored with and frustrated with, but data that's going to be beneficial to adding value to where you want to go and what you want to do. So it did make me think about that more and always to bring that into my thinking and to be using data better and more effectively. And that's one of the things that I, like I was talking about earlier around the 1% movement is we really want to track how we do that and what that looks like. And so one of the things that we're going to be tracking is seven, like there's seven non-negotiables with the 1% movement. I'll talk about them another day, not today. And from that, we have seven standards that come from that or values is what we're calling them. But here's the cool thing, that there are seven shifts that you have the opportunity you can do to be able to be part of the 1% movement. That could be whether it's a 1% 
business, whether it's 1% company, whether it's an 1% organization, initiative, project, entrepreneurship, or 1% community. And I love it. I really love it because, you know, we're going to be tracking what you say is your 1% and where that fits in. And the whole goal is to get to a billion people doing their 1% by, I don't know, around the 2052. Because if we did that, like literally, if there was a billion names up on the wall of humanity saying, hey, I'm willing to be and caught on to do my 1%, that would actually shift the dial because that would be literally one-tenth of the population at that time who are willing to be adding value at the table, not take away from to the human race. That would change society, would change where we're going, and that data would help us to know that that is happening. So that's what I'm talking about, knowing a measurement that helps you to gather data that will help to know that you are moving that dial forward. I told you there's some exciting things to come and I can't wait for it to continue to unfold. The other thing that I think is a good reminder and something I need to make sure that you remember, we talked about it for a second earlier, but I just want to make sure that you got this point, right? And that is hard to be at the table if you don't think you have permission. You don't need other people's permission to be at that table. You are a smart human. Now you know to exercise your muscle of human intelligence better and more effectively. You've got the data to bring to the table. You know how to measure that and bring that to the table. You don't need someone else to give you permission to be at that table. And even if you don't fit in, don't look the same. Just as, like I said, Kelly was talking about on our podcast together, the last one that is here on the Global Human Intelligence Podcast, with our conversation, you could really like listening here, her struggle that she has with being different at the table. And I think that when you're confident of being at the table, it doesn't matter how other people are treating you and and thinking at the table, you will keep pushing on. I know I've had to. I don't know about you, but I know I've had many a time where I've had to go, what am I willing to do? Am I willing to be at this table even when it's uncomfortable? There's times I pull away. There's times when I've not been at that table. And that's because I've needed to refuel. That's because I've needed to grow and evolve. Remember how we talked about evolving? I've had to do those moments too in life. Okay, to build out the culture that I know I want to be a part of and that I'm willing to stand up for and to build out on. So that data will only happen if you are clear on the indicators that will shift that change. Did you hear that? That data will only be helpful and effective if you know what those indicators and are really clear and certain on those indicators that will shift that dial forward for you and for what you are wanting to bring change to. This is really important. And I think, you know, there's, it's interesting. I, I have a really good friend who is diving really deeply into the personal development industry. And I think, you know, like anything, it's really important to realize that as we develop our personal development, that this is not just something that you should do. It's something that is so important for you to do the journey well. 
And I think one of the things that hasn't happened in the past is having indicators that measure why this is important. You know, I had a conversation the other day and for the decision table around mental toughness. And I'm a full believer of being able to build the muscle of resilience and to be, you know, I've talked about it on here, on this conversation on here around mental toughness and the ability to be able to have more capacity to do that well. And I think one of the reasons that it's not done well or that it's not a focus or a priority is because we don't put measurement or a value of measure to it, which then we, of course, don't make it either a non-negotiable or prioritize it within our intentions of our daily life or how we build out our company, organization. And that's why if you are going to collect data, don't just collect data because that's what everyone else does. Collect data that's going to help you have clear indicators so you know what you are shifting and where the movement is taking you. Because remember, if it's not adding to the table, then don't do it. If it's taking you away from where you're meant to be going, then don't do it. If it's creating friction, we talked about that, then not helpful. But if it creates movement that gives you effortless flow, then do it, rinse it, repeat it, and keep doing it, right? Or do it more. That's what I love about it. All right. So those are really important things that I think came out of the conversation and I think are really important. The other thing is, The way we ask questions and challenge, especially as a female, because this is important, okay? The way we think is different to a male and that's okay and that's actually really good. Just as in the same way as you, maybe who is listening as a male, if you're thinking differently to what I think and how I think, maybe take on board a little bit more of what I've said today, filter it through what you use as a lens And take what's going to work for you. Leave behind what isn't of any value right now, maybe even, or isn't where you're at right now. Leave it behind and just go, that's great. Good that it works for you, Kerry Marie. And this is what I need to do and how to make decisions going forward. But don't be afraid of challenging questions. Don't be afraid of asking questions that are on your brain. They're they're on your brain for a reason. And if you don't ask it, that will create, again, friction in your brain and then the behaviors that you have. And it will stop you from the results that you really want. All right. So I hope this has been helpful because I love this conversation. I think we need to have it more around the technology and the use of it. I've spoken about this a long time ago, but around my son who spent a lot of time in hospital in in his younger years. And if there wasn't technology, I don't know that he would be where he is now. I, I know he wouldn't be where he is now. So technology has helped give us information, information that has helped us make better decisions. So that our son, who is going to be 22 very, very soon, like really soon, and, you know, he wouldn't have made it, let alone through birth, without the help and the use of 
the advancement of technology. So don't be afraid of technology. Use it to help be more effective. If you don't know how to use it, find someone who does. And if it's not your forte, because trust me, people will go, why is she talking about technology? She's the worst at it. I'm actually not the worst at it. I just don't care enough about using it sometimes for it to benefit. But I have learned and learned this over the years. When I have learned how to use it well, it has been of absolute benefit. I just don't like it. This is just me keeping it real. I don't like when it takes over your life. Don't let it. And I love the fact when it works together with me making smart decisions, knowing what I'm about, knowing where I want to go so that it is taking me to where I want to go, not it taking me. You know, if I think about the dogs, one of the things you've got to teach them is that they don't lead the way, you do. And I feel like that's the way we need to think about it with technology. Okay. I hope this has been helpful. Again, check out the1percentmovement.com and start seeing what we're doing there. Add your 1% shift to it. We are building out something that is going to be phenomenal over the next little while. And we will do an official launch of it in November. And I'm excited about it. But in the meantime, start getting on the, the journey with us and help us to help you be the 1% make the 1% shift and that will add value to the human race going forward and we'll, you know, start partnering up with others that are doing that too so that you're not having to do this journey alone but doing this with others that are willing to take ownership of their 1%. All right, I'm excited. I hope you are and I can't wait to have another conversation with you soon. Big love. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.